Machine guns shooting at you, ripping through the wire. Pop, pop, pop. While sharks are trying to charge at you and rip your ligaments off. And this is one of the intense moments that Louis Samborghini had to go through to protect him and his friends from a Japanese bomber. Hello, folks. Welcome to our podcast. This is Sumio and... This is Maya. Early years. Born on January 26, 1917, Louis Samborghini was an Italian immigrant and couldn't speak English, which attracted the neighborhood bullies. His father saw the, um, the bullying and taught him how to box for self-defense. He also wouldn't be the best student. He'd always get in trouble, and he'd always steal stuff, too. High school. When Lewis got into high school, he found that he was really good at long-distance running. He joined high, the high school track and, and field, and, he would, be, and he, would become, he would come to practice every single day. Once his best mile time was the school record, it was 4 minutes and 21.2 seconds. The coach thought that the time was going to last 20 years. It, it lasted 19 that that caught the attention of USC and got us and he got a scholarship there. The nineteen thirty six Olympics, long before Lewis took his love for track to the next level, had headed to New York for the five thousand meter Olympic trials. He went to the trials and ran between two guys and ended up good enough for the nineteen thirty six Olympics umbrella. And plus, he was still a teenager. He only trained for a couple of weeks, but that seemed a lot each and every day. He would go out to the track and run until his feet lit. He ran very good, and his last lap was 56 seconds. And he didn't get a medal and came in eighth place. During the Olympics, he was watching the other races near Adolf Hitler's box with his fellow athletes. Seeking a photo with him, he also steals a flag for a souvenir, but get but he gets caught, but he walks away from it. When World War II broke out, the 1940 Olympics was canceled due to it. Louis was enlisted as an Army Air Corps. He was a bombarder on a B-24 Liberator, which they named the Superman. They went out for a flight mission to search for a fellow plane that went down over in the middle of the Pacific Ocean where it had medical issues, and their plane ended up crashing down. Out of the 11 men that were that were on board, only three surviving, including Lewis. They were on a raft for a total of 47 days. For those who had nothing to do, they only had very few drinking water, and they had to kill the birds to end up, and end up on the raft with, and horrible sunburns. No. One day, while they're laying on a small raft, they spotted a small plane. They were waving their arms to joy to come pick them up. But as it got closer, it started to shoot at them. Then Lewis knew it was a not, not an American rescue plane. It was a Japanese bomber. Lewis and his crew got back, um, jumped off the raft to dodge bullets, uh, zinging bullets, pop, pop, pop. And then they got uh, uh, back on because of hungry sharks. The sharks were done waiting. They, they kept ramming into the raft and trying to rip their limbs, the limbs off the crew. While the Japanese bomber was returning around to fire again, the other crew mates were too weak to jump um, back in. Um, so they played dead, and Lewis went under the raft so the Japanese pilot wouldn't see him. While defending against sharks, when the, when the immense uh, panic settled, he, he went back onto the raft, and, and the raft was full of holes. So they had to defend against sharks and pump air, and 
patch the holes. This took hours just to fix. This was one of the most intense moments for Lewis while at sea. Lewis ended up getting captured and spent time at Japanese camps. This was one of the start of another hurdle for Lewis going into camps. Uh, one, one other podcast was very similar to our podcast that explains all the horror of the camps that Japanese Americans had to go through. Just because they were Japanese, even though that there were two different camps, they still had very bad conditions and lacking freedom like curfew and housing. Some Japanese people couldn't go past out 8 o'clock, and government would have to come to your house to come tell you to leave in just three hours, and this could happen at any time. This podcast was very helpful to get a reality and what it was like for Japanese Americans, what they had to go through at the camps. This too relates to our this relates to Jap- our Japanese podcast because they talk about the camps in Japanese and how they took prisoners to describe camps.